welcome to Her Incredible Mind, where we highlight the careers of women in STEAM-related fields. Um, today, we're speaking with Katie Cook, and we're excited to have you with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate you uh, reaching out. So looking forward to the questions today. Thank you so much. So Katie, could you give us an overview of kind of where you are right now in your career and what you're working on? For sure. So um, my official title, I guess, is a director of sales strategy for Salesforce, which is a, a tech company that uh, focuses on CRM. Um, sales strategy specifically really looks at how we are performing in our uh, OU or our, our business unit. Um, I work for public sector. And so I help our leaders look at where we can expand, um, where we should focus on, maybe where we can improve and look at our goals for next year. And, and then I facilitate helping with uh, quota setting, territory carving, that type of thing. So lots of numbers related stuff. Uh, you know, um, math that I never thought I would use again after high school has come back, um, but I love it. I love this job. I love the people that I get to work with and I get to lead a team of really brilliant women. Um, which I didn't really have the opportunity to do in my previous life, which I'm sure we'll get to because it was very male dominated. So I'm, I'm really, really blessed with, with the opportunities I have today. That's great. Uh, you know, Salesforce is a tremendous organization. I, I, you know, have used them several times in my career. Uh, we've chosen them as the platform within the industry, you know, and, uh, you know, it's, it's really come a long way. So it's an interesting uh you know, kind of roadmap that it's had for itself and actually been very successful at deploying that roadmap. Uh, I agree. And, you know, I really love that our CEO, Mark Benihoff, leads with this idea of doing service. And that's really what brought me to this uh, company in the first place. You know, I, uh, it would, I'm sure we'll get to it. I, I had a long military career before I transitioned. And so, you know, I grew up with this idea of a life of service and giving back. And so it was really drawn to me that that our CEO has those type of values and our, our company really breathes those values. And you saw that during the pandemic. And, you know, I'm, I'm just, again, very blessed to have the opportunity to work for a company that really puts its money where its mouth is, so to speak. Right. You know, it's interesting because uh, it, you bring up the pandemic and I think that's really uh, leadership really mattered much more even uh, today than it did in the past. And it's just, uh, it's amazing to see the CEOs that have risen to the occasions, people within the, within even, you know, down, down the, the line, if you will, in their careers have risen to the occasion. It's, it's an, it's an interesting dynamic that we're seeing today. It's nice to see that leadership come out. Very Absolutely. Nice. And I think the other point to that is, you know, it's a different type of leadership to lead remotely. Right, being able to sit down and talk to someone face to face and read their body language is different than you know through a camera. And so, a lot of these people who have had traditional leadership training had to learn on the fly. And um, it's it's awesome that I I work for a company where those people actually stepped up and and not only led the company, but I would say led um, the the business sector as a whole in in how business can impact our country, our world in, in crisis um, and how we can lead from the front. And, and you know, I'm, I'm just so in awe of, of Mark and of this company and what they've That's done. That's so. great. That's really great. Uh, you know, I think that it matters. And when I think about roles that I am in, 
um, you know, leadership does matter. So what do you think about when you think about new roles or even your current role when you're deciding? Um, so I would say, you know, my current role and even future roles, I, I like the opportunity to work with people that are like-minded um, in that they are hardworking, they're, they're dedicated, they um, are willing to kind of go the extra mile to um, maybe if they don't know an answer off the top of their head, they're going to find it out and, and come back, right? It, rather than a lot of handholding. Um, on the flip side, I do like to um, balance ideas and leverage uh, other people's perspectives that maybe have a different background than me. And so I know I kind of started the answer with like-minded, but uh, I mean, like-minded uh, value-wise, mm -hmm. but different-minded or outside the box thinking right. from other people because they challenge you and they, and they um, maybe have you look at a problem from a different perspective. And that's why I think women representation in STEM or STEAM is so important because we do have a different perspective just by the way that we were, we live in this world as a, as a quote unquote minority in STEM, right? And so um, I can give a, a quick example of that. In, I flew the C-130s when I was in the Marine Corps. And um, if you flew autopilot from the left seat, it was fine. Um, I could reach the little knob that, that did it just fine. But when I sat in the left seat, because my arms were so much shorter than everybody else, when I leaned over, I could no longer see my instrument panel. And it was clear when they designed this aircraft that they didn't design it for somebody of my size. They designed it for somebody bigger. And so um, it, it would, if they had a woman anywhere in that process of designing over the last 20 years that it probably took to develop that airplane, um, it wouldn't have been an issue, right? And so that's why it's so important to get these different perspectives and, and know a woman's perspective is definitely one of those. That is, a, that is a great commentary on, on how design flawed, uh, you know, you kind of came to, 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 the, uh, to the top when you start thinking about, you know, kind of those dynamics of what, who will be flying this plane, who will be doing this and, and how do we just tailored it really just for that, yep. one, for, for that one kind of case study, if you will. Exactly. Yeah. It's interesting. So now when you think about, you know, what, you know, you've had in your, in your uh, career, you know, everyone's had challenges, uh, but what challenges do you think that you have overcome as you've come along? Um, so definitely in my first career, I'll call it my military career. Um, I think some of the challenges that you face as a successful woman is that you there is this kind of underlying assumption that you got there because of your gender, that maybe you got an easier path or someone gave you a leg up because they needed like a diversity candidate or a diversity um, you know, spot to fill. And, uh, and so that can be really frustrating for someone like me who, who was really, really stellar at their job because I wanted to be recognized for my abilities, not for my gender. Um, and so a lot of times I either had to overcome this um, assumption that I didn't deserve to be there, uh, particularly on the Blue Angels. You know, there's, uh, I, I was the first female pilot to fly for that team. And so um, people, 
not necessarily on my team, but you know, some people would assume, oh, they just needed a woman because the Thunderbirds, which is a, our Air Force counterpart, had a woman for several years before I was there. And so, oh, they just need a woman to fly. And that's why they picked her. And in reality, I was a very, very good pilot. Um, you know, my husband was on the team with me and I would say that I outperformed him, but uh, he, he would he would beg to differ. But, um, you know, so I would say that that was definitely a, something that I had to overcome. And then I would say in my second career here at Salesforce, a big thing that I've had to overcome has been internal, um, has been this imposter syndrome where I'm like, I, I don't have a business degree. I don't have a sales strategy experience. I'm coming from the military where I flew airplanes in combat. How does this translate, right? And so for a long time, I was trying to overcome, like, do I even deserve to be here? And luckily I had amazing mentors um, and, and both male and female in Salesforce that really helped me see that I had these intangible skills this type of leadership training, this um, calm under pressure, this uh, project management, this ability to balance, you know, all the, all these different things that, you know, maybe I took for granted in the military because a lot of people do it. Um, and it's, and it's not necessarily common practice in the civilian sector. And so um, I would say those are probably the two things that I, I had to overcome. That's awesome. You know, we, we hear a lot about women. We've, we've, um, had the pleasure of uh, interviewing other women in the military, one from the United States Air Force uh, and another one from the Navy. And it's, it's funny how those project management skills seem to come up multiple times because you're really thinking about, you know, kind of regimented and scheduled and, and really being on your game as far as, you know, going through a plan and accomplishments, you know what I mean? So it's, it's interesting to see that across all, um, you know, kind of women that are in the, in the, uh, in the service that we've interviewed so far, which has been really neat. Very much so. And I would say, you know, other skills that come with that are like cross-functional leadership, being able to get somebody to do a job when you don't necessarily have a formal chain of command. Um, so that, that is um, definitely some skills that I've developed. And then I would say, you know, being able to speak to people in, in a position of authority when I was on the Blue Angels and when, you know, I was um, on my last tour active duty, I was briefing colonels, generals, um, or higher on, on some of the things that I was doing. And so I'm able to talk to our president or, or several of our SVPs without getting that fear or that nervousness because I've, I've done it before. And so um, it, it definitely took sometimes though, my mentors pushing me and saying like, look, you do have these skills that you know, may not be a formal certificate from University of XXX, you know, that says you have an MBA, but you do have, you know, experience from the Marine Corps for the last 12 years, so. Yeah, life experience for me is critical. Uh, you know, when I've looked at uh, people that I'm hiring throughout my career, I've always looked more at the life experience than anything else. I feel like, um, you know, one, there's an opportunity to give somebody life experience. If you can tell that you can try to put the dots together. And I really enjoy doing that, you know, giving somebody that opportunity to shine or, or to rise and, and get to where they want to be. But also um, life experience is something I think that practical experience really helps something to get done a little bit quicker and a little bit uh, with that seasoned kind of approach to it. Like you said, able to speak 
to the board, able to speak to the president of the company, or able to speak to you know a customer and have a really hard conversation. It you know yeah. comes with life experience. You know it's nice for uh, to bring people up to the ranks and make sure that they get exposed to that. But I think it's something you need to nurture along the way. So and Kate, I think that's so important, especially in this pandemic lifestyle that we're in, there's a lot of people who are looking to make a change, right? People are burnt out, specifically women, they're looking to make a change. And I think if there are hiring managers, like you just said, when, as you were doing throughout your career, that see different experience, maybe not the traditional route, but they see this, hey, this person was in the military, or maybe this person was in a completely different career. But as I mentioned earlier, bringing these outside perspectives that can give you a new fresh look at the problems that you're trying to solve, sometimes that can be so valuable that people don't really see it sometimes. They, they value this, oh, they grew up the traditional route, but sometimes it's those um, people that make waves that make the biggest impact and make the biggest change. And, and I, I love it that you're um, willing to take a, take a gamble on these people that maybe are looking to make a change, or maybe they were stay-at-home moms. Maybe they had a couple of babies and they want to come back to the workforce. That experience of raising a whole human, right, is really important. And people sometimes don't value that. And I think that's that's really important. It's a big project raising a human. It is. It is. <laughs> I've done it three times. Right? Exactly. I have one going off now to college. So it, yep. it's going to be a big project again. So, you know, yep. great. And, uh, no, I, I thank you for that. It's, it's um, you know, I think sometimes you have to go with your gut and, you know, some people feel more comfortable with, you know, kind of the traditional manner. And I understand uh, for me, it's about uh, the feeling that I get when, when I'm actually kind of interviewing somebody and what they could be, not what they are right now. And how do I, you know, try to help make that happen. That's, that's yeah. part of what I try to focus on. So when we think about our career, you obviously did not start at Salesforce <laughs> uh, and women traditionally have done a lot of career changes and uh, it's a great thing. You know, uh, sometimes we head out of, you know, school or are just from, you know, uh, from work, from another job. And we say, you know what, this just isn't for me anymore. Speaking of the great resignation. Uh, yes. And, and where do you find that, you know, in your career, you obviously did not start, you know, uh, you know, at Salesforce, like I said, but wh what do you feel about your experience in the military? So I would say um, that the, the leap to Salesforce from the military was quite honestly, one of the scariest decisions that I've ever made. Um, and I've been in combat. So I, I, that should give you an idea, right? So it was, it was really scary, um, but it was what was best for my family. Um, I, I had three, or I have three young children um, and the idea of deploying again for long periods of time, leaving them all the time, just wasn't the cards anymore for me. Um, I still wanted to serve my country. And so I'm a reservist now. So I'm able to still give back and still wear the uniform one week in a month, two weeks a year, um, while still building a career at Salesforce. And so I would say, yes, I did not have a traditional path, but all of those intangible skills that we've listed earlier in this conversation have, have really enhanced my ability. I think I bring a disruptive look at things, um, which is which is good sometimes, um, as we mentioned earlier. I would say that um, I also bring structure that I think um, 
maybe not that my you know work center didn't have structure before but mine is to the extreme being a marine obviously <laughs> so um i think that structure has has helped us um reach more efficiency in our um in in our day-to-day -day workings and so you know i i think that if you are looking to make the leap even if it's scary whether that's from the military to something else or you know, stay at home mom to something else, whatever it is, if you're looking to make the leap, there are, and just as you know, your organization has shown, there's so many women that have done it. And there's so many that are willing to help and guide and mentor. And I would really, really encourage somebody to do that. Reach out to someone who's made the same move, because it can help calm some of those fears or help guide you when you're lost. And, um, you know, it, it, while it takes a village to raise a child, I think it takes a village to navigate life, right? And you can't do anything alone. And having such a network of strong women around you that have done it, I, I think what is, it, at least for me, helped me get over some of that fear I had of making the jump. Yeah, you know, it, it's a wonderful thing when you're surrounded by women that just really want to, you know, I hate to use the term all the time, but lean in and really help. Yeah other and especially younger girls i have a, a friend who is you know coming up to the ranks and she's younger than me considerably younger than me and she's switching jobs you know and mm -hmm. it's a scary thing at that age you know what i mean because yes you know, they they associate so much of that move to whether it's going to make or break their career in the end and uh you yes. know that's it's a hard thing, you know, it's hard to, to, to gain the courage. So I agree with you, you know, having that mentorship, having those women involved in your life that are able to kind of give you the, you know, the pros and the cons, if you will, of what the move is going to entail, you know what I mean? And how it's going yes. to actually impact you. You know, I when agree. You know, when it, when it wasn't a good decision or is it good, is it an okay decision? You know, it's definitely I, I 100% agree. And I think uh, the second part of that is Yes, you should be reaching out, looking for mentors, but once you're in a position to mentor yourself and pass it along to the next generation, that's really important as well. And I have several at Salesforce that I, I meet with bi-weekly or, or once a month, just kind of get their, give my own feedback and, and work through problems with them from a different perspective. And I think it's really important to continue passing along um, your knowledge you know, to, to the next generation of women. Absolutely. So we talk a lot about our younger self in this, uh, you know, in this program, and we talk about what our, our advice would be to younger girls. Most of the time, the advice that we give to younger girls uh, is the same advice that we give to ourselves. Ourselves, yes. So what advice would you give to your younger self? So I get asked this question a lot in a different way. Like how, what would you recommend someone who wants to be a blue angel is kind of the question that I get. And it's all the same answer is, and I say, calm seas don't make a skilled sailor. And so what I mean by that is it's not the easy times in, in your life. It's not the calm seas or the smooth sailing that make or break you as a person. It's those failures. It's the rough times. It's the adversity that you face, how you deal with that adversity, um, how you internalize the lessons that you learned that make you a better person, make you a better leader, make you a better mom in some cases, um, or, or a better worker, whatever it is. Um, but calm seas don't make a skilled sailor. It's those, it's the, it's how you deal with failure or rough times and how you internalize those, 
you know, those lessons that, that will shape you in the future. Absolutely. There's so many lessons learned when the C's are not that calm. <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. Exactly. That is so true. So if you had to limit your LinkedIn profile to three words, what would it be? Ooh, um, I would say leader driven and mother awesome that is awesome thank you <laughs> so much for being with us today um, I, I think that you're fantastic. And I think that, you know, what you're doing is tremendous. And I would say that you're courageous because you are totally, you know, on both sides, you're a mom, you're, you're, you're working and you're, you know, you're flying with the blue angels. How, how, <laughs> how much more awesome can, can happen? <laughs> that is so awesome. So thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Um, we hope some girl will be really inspired and we know that they will be by your story. Well, I appreciate that. And, um, uh, you know, I'm really active on social media, on Instagram, uh, Twitter gear up flaps up is my handle. So if anybody has any questions, feel free to reach out to me in the there. And I also have a, a website, katieandcook.com. If anybody's interested, they can get a hold of me there as well. Thanks, Katie. Sure thing.